Welcome to episode 203 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. If you've been listening to Stageworthy for a while, or maybe you're a first-time listener and you're listening through a link on the website, did you know that you can subscribe so that you never miss an episode of Stageworthy? Well, you can do that by searching for Stageworthy on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just by searching and clicking the handy subscribe button so that every week the new episode will just be delivered right to you on your device. And if you subscribe, let me know that you're a new subscriber. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby. And my website is philrickaby.com. And you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod. And the website where you can find the archive of all 203 episodes at StageworthyPodcast.com. My guest this week is Daniele Bartolini, director and one of the producers of DLT's production of the immersive walkabout performance, The Stranger 2.0. We'll, we'll jump in because I'm really curious about about this show. What can you tell me about the stranger? Ah, okay. The stranger is a it's a show that we did for the first time uh, um, in 2013. Okay. 14. Okay. And it's had uh, nine different editions. Okay. So it's really I think the core of. Um, of the work of my company, of DLT. Mm-hmm. And uh, it began with just an intuition that I had once I was walking down the streets. And uh, I was just looking at the, you know, all of the pedestrians around me and I mm-hmm. thought that that could be a show. Okay. And, um, are you, fam- are you familiar with the show? Have you seen the uh, show? No, I haven't seen the show. This, this is like my first time learning about it. So, okay. please tell so me. So you don't know anything about I- it? Don't know much about it. You so don't know much. I only know I only know what the the press release says. So right. So tell me tell yes. me everything. Okay, for sure. So that's the stranger works like this. You receive a message, mm-hmm. okay, once you've booked your ticket, and you're told to show up at a specific location. Okay. So once that you buy your ticket, you don't know where you're going, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't know who you're going to encounter at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then it arrives the moment of the performance. Okay. Mm-hmm. You show up at the intersection, let's say where you've been told to to be. That could be Danda Square. Okay. It could be uh, anywhere in mm-hmm. the city. And uh, you're just there, and uh, you received like a photo that tells you exactly where you have to stand, right? Okay. So you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm in the right place. Yeah. Then from that moment, your voyage begins. Your voyage into the unknown. Okay. You follow and you meet with a series of strangers that are bl- like hidden amongst the pedestrians. Mm-hmm. And each of them, they interact with you in a different way. Okay. So for this time, uh, the, for the first time, we're creating the show instead of for, for one audience member at a time, we're creating the show for two audiences okay. at a time. So you go uh, on the adventure with a a friend of yours or mm-hmm. with another stranger that mm-hmm. is doing the, the experience with you. Wow, okay. Does it make sense? Yeah. You're, it looks yeah. Like, no, so it's... It, you. The yeah. series really the protagonist of the show. 
Okay. You go through different neighborhoods. You go through different locations. It could okay. be a basement apartment. It mm -hmm. could be like on top of a tower, you know, anywhere. Huh. And you encounter people. You encounter artists and each of them, they have like a, not a monologue, not a mm -hmm. proper scene, but uh, they have a way of interacting with you. Because okay. the idea is really that the audience is the center right. of, the, of the experience. Okay. How do you develop something like this? You've said that you've done this like four, like a few times. That's the fourth edition for Toronto. Okay. Although every time it's a completely new show. Because so, sure. every time we work with different artists, we have different locations. Yeah. And then we've done it once in India, in Bombay, okay. and we've done it once in Italy, and then in Vancouver and other places. How long does it take to develop each edition of the show, depending on where it is? Like, how do you how do you create that? It's in my brain for like months. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we have the cast that mm -hmm. we work with, which is not composed only by actors. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's composed by visual artists, mm -hmm. by artists of any kind. And then we have uh, a few encounters, mm -hmm. and I would say the probably I don't know how long it takes because there's a, the whole geography. It, it sits like a, for a long time, let's say, in my brain, and then it, it develops uh, hmm. as it goes. <clears throat> and also, what's important is that I think the artist is put in the same p position of the audience of not uh, being completely in control. Sure. So the, we have to be ready to receive the impulses of the audience sure. and to modulate and, and completely change sometimes also what we're supposed to do based sure. on what is the proposition of the audience. Because in this case, I guess the scene partner is, is the audience is member. The you, audience don't know, you don't know what they're going to bring into the scene. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really transforming the audience in an yeah. actor. Yeah. Now, is, is it, you know, you're, you're taking like two people through at a time. Is it like a staggered start? Do you start like every 15 minutes? Or we start every 20 minutes. Like every 20 minutes? Okay. Yes. Every Give somebody plenty minutes. of time to, to get on. <clears throat> Every twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And and in, in in the process of putting this together, like you said that it, it sort of sits in your brain for a few months, and then do you write it down? Do you do? Is it a lot of improv? Do you? Have there's you, a lot of improv. Yeah. There sometimes it's like there's a, there's writing, but I would say that there is like something that sits in my mind and I normally mm. don't write. I see mm. also what the artists bring in and yeah. then there's a, like a following moment that it's like recomposing together almost as a puzzle, everything that has been, you know, mm. developed and devised and then formalizing the structure, which is never a final structure. That's what's important yeah. for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow. It's, it sounds sort of like, like something like Sleep No More but on steroids because Sleep No More is like the audience is not really part of the scene they're just witnessing it and this is like the audience is an integral part of the scene and also always one on one or two on one yes so, exactly yeah. you know, it's really uh, augmented the, the yeah. experience just in the moment that I tell you you know walk down the street yeah something may happen yeah just in that moment you look and you relate with the environment differently as an audience member how do you know where to go how are you? You, 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 you know that you, you get, don't know how to move. You, you, okay. you find the step by step. Sometimes, like you receive messages on uh -huh. your phone. Sometimes it's someone that tells you keep walking down, and you mm. don't know where you're going. Okay. So the, also this is very important. Mm -hmm. We're not in control. The audience is not in control. It's an exercise of being open to the unknown. Sure. Because huh. it's just an illusion in general. Yeah. That yeah. We're in control of our life. We're not yeah. really in control. No. Well, I mean, we we keep control by not. Interacting with people. Exactly. <laughs> we keep control of our lives by not being open. So especially in a place like Toronto is, is how we how we tend to go through life. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you've done this a few times in, in Toronto. Are there, have you done it as many times in other places as well? Like you mentioned a few places that you've done it. Uh, We've done a few places in yeah. India, in mm -hmm. Italy, and then in, uh, in, um, in, in the West Coast. How many editions in all have you, have you done? This, this would be the ninth or the tenth. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So uh, we felt uh, the need to go back to it because yeah. it's like um, a show that, you know, it really opened up completely a new methodology of mm -hmm. work for us. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Also, also, in a time when I think we're closing off to each other a little more, it's good to, to push that, that boundary. Absolutely. Um, what it looks like you've seen the show. <laughs> I, I mean, no, but, no, like, but I, think I'm, I think I'm understanding. No, yeah. uh, absolutely. It's an exercise yeah. to connect again yeah. with the others. Hmm. With the, you know, yeah. When people come out of, of, of this experience, do they... Do they comment on how good it feels to connect with people, or like how, what's the audience reaction? Normally, the audience's reactions are like uh, incredible. They, mm. they really, the feedback that we get, it's quite extraordinary. Mm. That's why I think it's a real gift to yeah. the audience. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of absolutely. like a unique experience. And then people say that I remember like one of the you know the most um, recurring you know feedback is mm -hmm. that. Uh, I walked down the street, you know, yeah. for 30 years on my way, you know, to work. Uh, and today I saw it like in a new light. Mm. 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 It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, what's your theater background? Like, where did you, how did you come to, like, this is, this is one aspect of theater, but how, before you got to creating The Stranger, uh, how did you come into theater? How, what was your entry? My entry into theatre was like in high school, mm -hmm. I didn't know that I liked theatre, uh -huh. I didn't know that I liked, yeah, I just didn't know, mm -hmm. and then uh, uh, I tried it, it was like one, um, one professor that encouraged me, you know, to, mm -hmm. and then in that moment I fell in love with, uh, with theatre, and, uh, and that's how it all began, so to, to answer precisely your question is that I, I started with the straightforward, you know, mm -hmm. theatre on stage with the audience sitting mm -hmm. in a, in a theatre and listening to a narrative. Yeah. Then from there I started to have some experiences as a professional actor with some avant-garde companies mm -hmm. back in Italy, because I'm Italian. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I started to create my own work, but I always, I've always been, I think the only reason for me that mm -hmm. I seem to doing live performance is yeah. to connect with the audience. Yeah. So I've always been obsessed in connecting with the audience. Mm -hmm. So this is the process that led me then of uh, basically this uh, complete process of subtraction, yeah. I would say, of every theatrical element. Mm -hmm. You know, the venue, the, yeah. the costumes, everything. Mm -hmm. It's like a real act of subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you were encouraged that first time to do, to, to experiment in theater in high school, um, do you remember what you did? Do you remember what, what... It was like a little play in French, mm -hmm. and I was playing Little Crow. <laughs> it was like was a it. short novel by De La Fontaine. Okay. Wait. And that was it. Where did, you, where did you go from there? Where did I go from there? Like, from I there started, did you go to... From there I went home, I, got, I gathered all of my best friends, and then we started <laughs> to put on plays that we would uh, write uh, nice. together. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah that's yeah, where yeah. we went. Um, did you go to, did you study theater school? No, I, I was lucky enough that when I was uh, in university, I was hired by a professional company to do a, a, oh, wow. 
the show, and that's how it all began. What did you What did you go to university to study? What For theater, theater. Oh, okay. Pro- okay. Production. Oh, production. production. Okay. Yes. Not directing or acting. Yeah. Theater production. Huh. Huh. And and it was it was while you were in university that you started making that that change. Did you? I, did ju- you I just wanted, I saw it, it, an ad uh, basically on I mean uh, promotional advertising like of a theater company. Mm-hmm. They were doing a, a workshop on Samuel Beckett. Mm-hmm. And I've always I've always been a lover of Samuel Beckett, so I I went and right. uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what what brought you to what brought you from because that, that was in Italy, was it? Yes. Yeah. So what brought you to Canada? Uh, my partner Dania, okay. which is one of the core members of the of the company, uh-huh. Dania Bonastella. She's uh, the reason why I, I I I moved to Canada. You moved here uh, for her or with? Her? We met in France, and okay. then uh, we I followed her in Canada. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, that's awesome. Um, and when you were, what was it? Because going in, and it, I often don't don't encounter people who were studying production and then went into the directing or acting. And so, mm-hmm. um, you were exposed to theater with this this play where you played a crow a lot. And then in my, in my high school, yeah. we did, we then we that was yeah. just the first one. We yeah. were doing theater concert. And then you decided that you were going to go to pr- go into production. Yes. Uh, but something on a whim, you. you I just decided to go to production because yeah. I was lost and I didn't know what to okay. do exactly. That's fair. Yeah. But I always, I knew that I wanted to to mm-hmm. be on the, you know, to be an artist. But yeah. I just went into production because I was like, okay, I don't know exactly what to do. Let let's try this out. Yeah. But then right after I joined the university, then I started to work mm. as a as a performer. Yeah. When when you were. You sort of like alluded to, you know, you did a few a few shows, and then you started to to produce your own your own work uh, on the road to creating the stranger. Um, when you were creating your own work, what kind of things were you were you creating? What kind of what kind of work were you were you putting on stage? Highly experimental work. Okay. Always uh, the I think the importance of sound uh, mm-hmm. and the integration of light. I would say sound mm-hmm. and video were like incredibly important for me, as much as the dramaturgy. Like almost like the lighting becomes dramaturgy in the work that I that I used to do, as well as the sound. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, we moved into site specific uh, right. work to do shows like uh, the you know, just outside of the, the theatrical venue, mm-hmm. and then from from that, then we even got rid of the you know of any room, and we went on on yeah. the streets. Do you remember what kind of things you were doing in the in the site specific spaces? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So we did a, a show based on the Odyssey mm-hmm. uh, once, and uh, but it was mostly based on the uh, on Ulysses by uh, James Joyce. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had a show about Gramsci, which is an Italian politician and intellectual that okay. was uh, killed uh, during the fascism. Mm-hmm. He was in, put in a prison, so it was like a contemporary adaptation of one of his uh, uh, books. Yeah. And uh, yes, these are kind of like the. And then I had a show about the um, the journey of of um, the journey into the sea of a of a, of a man. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Which I think Ulysses and uh, you know yes, has yeah. always been an important reference for okay, me. Yeah. For me, the Odyssey it's just the, the the most simple metaphor for our existence. Mm. Mm. Um, tell me a little bit more about about that metaphor. How do you see that? It's just for me, uh, every existence it's a journey, <coughs> and uh, just uh, you know, as I was telling you before, uh, also my experience, I would have never you know imagined to be living in Canada. Right. You know, so there's always like a very uh, an unexpected uh, component yeah. that goes beyond your your will. 
So mm. sometimes certain thing happens and you just find yourself to be in a certain position, but it's not exactly what you were designing. Right. So for me, the Odyssey is exactly like this, mm. you know, in a very simple, simple way. Yeah. Just uh, always been, uh, you know, uh, discover what you find along the way. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm kind of fascinated by the idea of, of how you can, how you rehearse something like The Stranger. Um, because you have a, number, a number of individuals who are going to be doing a scene, not necessarily a monologue, but like a scene mm -hmm. with people that they've never met. Um, and a series of people who are doing a similar thing. How do you, how do you rehearse it? And how do you, how do you, um, ultimately, uh, put that together and, and keep that, keep it flowing? How does that work? So sometimes it's kind of like a... I would say it's almost like curation, depending on who you work with. Mm -hmm. So it's really like finding the right artist that you know that it's assembling the different sensibilities, mm -hmm. I would say, of the, of, the, of, of the performers. Then I love to work with non-actors. I love to work with uh, people who are not professional performers mm -hmm. also. And I love to integrate also professional performers along, you know, all of this... Uh, mm -hmm. All of the, the cast. So I would say that mostly it's like uh, balancing the energy and making sure that also your improv is really like an improv and it doesn't get it doesn't get frozen. Right. Yeah. So that then it yeah. becomes just a repetition because everybody brings so much energy. All yeah. of the audience members they arrive and they're kind of like in Wonderland. You know? Yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you have to be. So it's mostly like a, a training on being in the moment. Right. I guess, I guess, in a way, the audience comes in a little off balance since it's not like anything they've ever seen before. Instead of going to a place and sitting down, they've gone to a place where they weren't sure where they were going to go until they got a text. They went there, and the whole time they don't quite know what's going to happen or where they're going to go. So yeah. it's kind of reliant on the on the performer to to sort of help them along the way. To help them along the way, yeah. to protect them, to making them feel uh, safe, also mm -hmm. when you're pushed a little outside of your comfort zone, because yeah. we do that as well. Yeah. But it's really an act of uh, care and mm -hmm. an act of, really, of love in the end, yeah. of, like towards the audience. So like uh, two existence, you know, they meet yeah. in this place, and it's just now this moment yeah. and then it's never gonna happen again mm. Mm. and it's uh, being able to connect and also the all going back to the rehearsal process is really trained to read yeah. the other mm. where do you want to go where do you where do you don't want to go right yeah till when i can lead you can i lead you a little off track or maybe yeah. it's not good to do that mm. with you so that's like really the i would say the the ultimate challenge. Yeah. Do you give people different like scene partners as they're as they're rehearsing? This person, maybe this person is more willing to go with you, and this person is not. Just to give people a, a sense of yes, how that, it might go. That that uh, that that happens. I think sometimes it's tricky though, because sometimes mm -hmm. I find that when I invite people into the rehearsal room, sometimes mm -hmm. they feel that they have to not being themselves right yes so, and that doesn't help at all no so mostly i do rehearse myself because i don't sure. trust the because uh it's a fine it's funny sometimes people they start to act they yes. feel like okay i'm gonna push no you have to really be yourself yeah. you can't uh, just 
change. I think because it, I think because it's a if if they're in theater at all because it's a rehearsal hall, they probably come in with an idea of like, oh, I need to be a character rather than just be myself. No, exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. have to be, really have to be yourself. Mm. Mm. Um, the first time you did this, mm. um, it's funny because I was so scared. I was gonna ask how how that like how that felt like. Sometimes I still think about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first time we did it, I didn't know what was going to happen, mm -hmm. what the reactions would have been at all. I didn't know what I had in what I had created. Mm. And then consider that the show, you know, it goes all over the city. We had yeah. like three kilometers of like journey, and we were, you know, we didn't have a lot of resources. <coughs> it was a summer works production, and I was like, are we going to be able to, you know? To actually make it happen, yeah, are we yeah. are we gonna lose people along the way? That's mm -hmm. something that I was like a little. Everything was like a perfect clock. Yeah, and then I and then I didn't know. I I didn't really know what the reactions could have been. Hmm. And then I remember that there were incredible reactions. <laughs> yeah. So and that's uh, that's something that it's really, you know, important. What happens when you take it? out of Toronto and you try to take it to a different place is it are the reactions the same is it more difficult is it is it how do you how do you what are the differences between between putting the shows together what's really interesting is that the reactions are always the same mm. people uh, they I was when I did it in Italy or when I did mm. it in India mm -hmm. I was like who knows if this is going to work right. who knows how no every time uh, it, it, the, the feedback is always the mm. same Hmm. Yeah, hmm. and and that's also something I didn't expect. Yeah, that, right. But also at the same time, I have to say that if we go to India, we work with Indian artists. If right. we go to Italy, we work, we work with Italian sure. artists. So every time sure. we're really during the creative process, we are in a dialogue with the community. Right. We're in a dialogue with the city. Yeah. So it's not you know you're not transplanting a show. The show. Right. No, it's always organic. So I think that's that's also why. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Yeah, because that would make that would make a lot of, a lot more sense. Because you can't, you need people who know, not just the place that they're in, but also the culture there. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. To to know how how to push people or how to where where what the safe places are, how to how to make people feel. Absolutely, safe. Yeah. you can't. If you if you bring an Italian performer here, it starts you know, or to immediately touch the audience, yeah. you know, not in an appropriate way. I'm no, but like, like yeah, there is this physical that it's like. Uh, Something here is different. You yes. Know? Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, that's something very very important. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we talked about about how how frightening the first time was. Um, what do you remember? What what was aside from the fear of what could happen? What was what was exciting you about it at the time? What was what was what were you hoping for? And did you did for you me it was a that? dream? I was researching this show. Yeah. I remember that I w always wanted to do this kind of work and I mm -hmm. didn't know. Yeah. And I was attempting to do it, you know? I had a few, I had another show, like the year before they moved uh, across the alleyways, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, around Queen West. I had another show in Italy mm -hmm. that moved uh, inside of like an abandoned train station. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do the show. It was ins I, inside of me, but I still yeah. didn't. So when I st when at a certain point when I had the intuition of doing the stranger, mm -hmm. which for me the really the the most important moment is when I understood 
that I had to get rid of the costumes of the makeup or right. the theatrical elements. Because by subtracting everything, it's really when you activate everything. Because if I leave you like in a busy square and you're saying the pe person that you're looking for could be anybody, mm -hmm. in the moment you are in the show, if you're walking down the street, even right. if you're just going home, yeah. you become somehow part of the show, right? Yeah. So that's what is really exciting, what it, it, it gives you like this, uh, this feeling of being completely lost and clueless. Yes. So yeah. if you feel clueless, then you really activate, you know, you don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Everything becomes like so important. Yeah. So um, when I started to rehearse the show, I, I, I was like, okay, I think I understood what, what I wanted to, you know, to, to do for such a long mm -hmm. time. And um, but I didn't know if if the audience would have you know embraced that yeah. or not. Because I remember going to sleep no more. Yes. Yeah. And I I was like, wow, that's this is super cool. Because have you seen the show? I I haven't. I've, I've, okay. Everybody, I I've recommended it to people. I haven't had the chance to see it myself. I saw it like my seven years ago, I think. And I really enjoyed it because the production value, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is interesting, but it's not quite what I'm looking for. Right. Because the level of engagement of the audience, it's, um, it's not as high as The Stranger. Sure. Because uh, well, you, you, you wear a mask. You wear a mask, you're, you're a witness, and don't get me yeah. wrong, it's amazing, this yes. show. It's something like uh, yeah. mind-blowing. But you're not engaged in, like, in this direct and uh, without a, you know, a filter, right. I'd say. There's no filter. You're there. It's almost like it's almost like with sleep no more. The mask creates a third wall for the for the for the actors. Yeah. And this is taking that away. Yes. Hmm. And then you know there are so many other audience members around you. Yeah. It's just a, a different thing. Yeah. It it's interesting because you know walking into say for example Dundas Square if that's where you are and then there's you don't know as the audience member where the show is coming from or who the who's gonna who's gonna mm -hmm. come to you. Mm -hmm. I guess the actor has to have some way to know who the audience members are. Mm -hmm. How do they, how does the, how does the actor know? How does the performer know who the, who, so th who is the audience? Often you're, uh, we started to kind of like, uh, it's funny if someone, we, now we know because mm -hmm. we see you walking down the street and you sure. have this expression like, where am I going? Am I in the sure. right place that we kind of like find out? But normally, like the first interaction before mm -hmm. the real show begins is that you have you meet with the stage manager. Mm -hmm. The stage manager ensures you, you know, that it's you. They give you an R band, okay, so that okay. the actors can identify you. Sure. They take you, you know, in the real starting point and they leave you there. Okay. Also, that for example, it's something super interesting. Is that based on the feedback? For us, it was just the beginning. Okay, yeah. you're just here and you're waiting for the first person to show up. Then we realized by doing the show, people, everybody was talking about that moment of being like completely, you know, mm. in the unknown yeah. and feeling so vulnerable. And everybody was mentioning one of the most powerful moments of the show. So in the total huh. absence of the show, you know, just huh. by being, it's one of the highest, uh, uh, you know, one of the more memorable moments of the show. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, that's I, interesting. I can <laughs> definitely see that though. But of like, course. if you're, if you're, in a place that you know, like like Dundas Square, for example, and and you're you're there, and you know that something is coming, you're already going to be looking at it in a different way. Yeah, expecting something, waiting for something, and in a way, you're looking at every person in a way that you don't normally don't because you're open to that person being part of the show. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
I can see how I can definitely see how people <laughs> really engage with that, and then and then to be taken through uh, the whole thing yeah. and, and 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 be in in an intimate situation, intimate conversation with 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 somebody yeah. for whatever that scene is yeah. is, is also. You've, you've prepped them by having them sort of lost in a moment and made them, force them into a position of being open, Absolutely. which is great. Yeah. Which is hard to do in a theater sometimes, is to get people to open up like that. So mm-hmm. sort of, it sounds like you've sort of like found a way to, to sort of crack that <laughs> and force people to be open. Right. Um, so how long has it been since the last uh, edition of the, the Toronto? Three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago yeah. um, how have you changed in your outlook of the stranger? Um, how has that changed you since then? During the, these three years? Yeah. Going back. Well, I've done um, many shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've... Um, I've learned. I've, I think I've learned that I want to subtract even more. Right. And I want to create a structure really where you can express yourself. Huh. So I think that everything is gonna be be more minimal mm. than other times, and also I understood that I'm really interested in uh, in what someone that it's really you know that doesn't do theater at all, yeah. what they can bring. Mm. So people that I don't know painters or people that do I don't know meditation or what what can they bring to the work? So I'm more and more interested. Right in how the theatrical uh, experience of any sort can be informed by the intrusion of other art yeah. forms. That's something I'm really interested in. What do you f- what do you find that people who are not performers bring to to the project? They just bring uh, they they bring uh, something I would say fresh, completely okay. fresh. Mm. I think it's a level of enthusiasm that is, that is different. And then it's an energy that is completely, that it's another thing. Because mm-hmm. if you're an actor, you expect certain things, you expect uh, lines, or you expect uh, lots of things that are very important. Yes, yeah. <laughs> important. But uh, just the, this level of like, uh, almost like being an amateur in the sense. Yeah. But amateur in the sense of someone that loves, you know, mm-hmm. just by mm-hmm. being driven by the love. Yes. That's yeah. something that, uh, that it's... Um, that it's really that that it's he nurtures me completely. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah. Uh, since it's been uh, uh, three years since since you've last done this, um, what excites you about doing it this time? Many things. Okay, I'm excited because for the first time we have two separate journeys. Okay, above and below. So one experience, it's called below, and it starts in a downtown location mm-hmm. one it's above and it starts in a midtown mm-hmm. location so the two completely different show that don't intertwine mm-hmm. so I'm excited by the fact of having two different shows running yeah and also two shows that are in a dialogue with one another okay. because one it, 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 it explored the concept of above mm-hmm. in the sense of like something maybe light mm-hmm. you know that elevates you and one is an exploration of like uh, the you know the darker parts I would yeah. say. Huh. So this is something that it's really fascinating for me, and also I'm excited by the fact that it's two audience members instead of one. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I want to see how that changes, right? Because yeah. you, you have a companion for your journey, yeah. So you know you relate also with someone else, mm-hmm. and um, 
Because, you know, because ultimately, the stranger is really yourself. That's what right. what the show is about mm-hmm. in the end. It's kind of like leading you in a process of, like, losing, you know, yourself into this adventure so that you, you find yourself doing things that you're surprised about. Right. Right? So now you're with another person. So how can you... How can... That can inform also a process of self-discovery yeah. uh, and, and knowledge. Hmm. And then I'm excited by the cast. I think it's an incredible cast. Nice. It's a cast that is really different. And it's composed by people that are like... Uh, they come from <laughs> really different uh, uh, you know, experiences and mm. walks of life. So that's what I'm really nice. excited about. Yeah. Putting together um, uh, the two different shows yeah. two different tracks i guess because it's it's all the stranger it's just a matter of yes. two different tracks yeah um at what point did that come to you in this in this development process was that how, when you went into it you at the very beginning yeah. yes because we had a show again three years ago i think illuminato it was mm-hmm. called off limit zone it was inspired by a movie by tarkovsky stalker i don't yeah. know if you know the movie it's one of my favorite uh, movies anyways there we had two different journeys and we had the, the audience meeting at the end. Okay. And they didn't know that they were going to encounter another audience okay. at the end. Uh, so that was the first time that we, we started to play with, uh, you know, multiple, I would say, narratives. Mm-hmm. And then since then we define, you know, we really refined this in yeah. other shows that we've done. And now with, uh, with The Stranger, we're like uh, elevating. It's like the next yeah. step. It's mm-hmm. really the next step. So the show, the two tracks complement each other without connecting to each other they're two of the yeah. shows you can yeah. buy two, dif- two tickets to right. it right you know they're really um, they're two independent shows mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same uh, um, theme in the sense of like uh, the, the exploration right? right the exploration of the of the unknown the exploration of the city the exploration yeah. you know of uh, different neighborhoods of Toronto but it's also the um, they coexist uh, but they're not like two episodes like they they stand on its own you know yeah. you don't need to see both i mean if you see both you have two different experiences right yeah yeah but a complementary experience right like like the they're show related. Sort of, yeah they're they're related yeah. for sure but you like i i encourage people to see both sure cuz i think that it's something that uh it can give you like the overall picture i would yeah. say yeah um from a logistical point of view, this sounds nightmare. like it's a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> um, it, even in terms of like, how do you make arrangements with the city, with um, with 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 shops, police, all of the <laughs> all of the infrastructure of the city to have this this happen? In addition to making sure that things happen at a t- uh, uh, at the same time, mm-hmm. um, did you have you had to have conversations with with the city and say this is what we're doing? We've had we've had conversations in the city with the city, but then I was also told at a certain point like the city is supporting you because yeah. uh, you've got you know the grants sometimes yes. you know yeah. supported by the grants, so this is all uh, um, allowed and mm-hmm. cool and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we we've had conversations with like uh, with uh, some <laughs> you know with with some older people you yes. know in alleyways saying hey listen uh, we're gonna be here people are very confused they don't know what we're doing we're like theater what do you mean a movie you know we're not doing like, <laughs> a theatrical show we've had people we've had the cops coming you know after yeah. us a couple of times while we were rehearsing sure some people that were afraid we were breaking in the backyard or something which yeah. is something that we were not. Doing, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a lot of uh, 
it's also like the logistics is crazy. But yeah. what's important is to relax, you know, sure. because yeah, because also you can't do a show just by you know in the stress of like getting you know this person to the next step. Yes, because otherwise yeah. it doesn't work at all. Yeah, it all comes together eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Do also, we we were like at this point we're really we know what we're doing in terms of sure our logistics. We've done shows that went on for three days. Oh my god, we've done shows that took the audience, you know, from on another side of the world, like one, wow, last, uh, once, yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> in terms of like just those logistics of getting that audience member from point A to point B, yeah. Um, you have guides, I imagine, at some point that are sort of like that way, mm -hmm. sort of like directing people. Mm -hmm. um, do you worry about audience members colliding or like meeting up with each other? Or we've or? always managed not to make that happen. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes yes, we do yeah. worry. Uh -huh. um, when you say that you you've managed to, to, is that is that through effort or just like crossing your fingers and hoping? No, no, it it, 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 everything normally you know. It's always smooth because it's calculated in a way that everything sure. runs super smoothly. Okay. Once, every, you know, every, I would say every time, every you know, for each run, there is one audience member that is particularly slow. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> it's taking you know, they're uh, taking their own sweet time to do their things. I mean, it's fine because they you know they <laughs> they want to do enjoy. anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. sometimes complicates things mm -hmm. a little. So we have to to rearrange, you know, we have yeah. a system to, you know, put everything back on track. Yeah. Um, and when people, when people buy tickets to the show, are they selecting whether they're doing above or below? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can choose if you can do uh, <clears throat> above or below. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you ever thought of like not telling people? Cause people don't know where they're going to start, right? People they don't, don't know, know anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it could it could be. Random. I thought about that too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I think probably you know in the future we're gonna have another you know something that it random you're randomly mm. assigned to. Yeah, I also yeah. Will, there's something about me that loves this kind of stuff. Like <laughs> the, you know the unpredictability. You know, yeah, this uh, system almost like lottery that assigns you. You know to. Uh, Sure. I'm fascinated that I have some books by Borges that I can lose my brain. You mm. know, I, I just read them over and over. Well, it's interesting because we often, in theater, we often talk about the unpredictability of theater. Oh, it's different every night. This is like taking that and like making it like expanding. This is definitely different every night. And mm -hmm. It's never the same show. Literally never the same show. Um, and so that's got to be sort of a fascinating experience to, to, to see that come through. Mm -hmm. Do you go through as an audience member once the show opens or do you no. just sort of, no, no. Hmm. I remember at the beginning I was kind of like spying on people sometimes. <laughs> like I, want, I, I wanted to know, I wanted to see, and then I understood mm. that I just create the condition for the encounter and then there's nothing I'm supposed to know. <laughs> so once it once it opens, you're like you sort of go away. And I know. I still it. I work on you know on the logistics, sure. but uh, I'm, I think there's something fascinating about that. That it's like I never get to see what uh, you know. Once it's once it opens, you sort of uh, it, it's your creation goes off. Your monster goes off into the world and does its own thing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> huh. Um, what do you, is there something your favorite thing that's happened during any of the the runs of this show? Like one of a favorite, the favorite scene or favorite scene or favorite interaction, favorite mishap, anything like that. that I remember once uh, Rory, which is one of our uh, core members, one of our actors, told me that you have no idea what happened. I'm like, well, what happened? It's like there is this woman that she did the scene instead of like myself. I was the spectator. I was the audience. 
Tech because the woman was so connected to the show. Hmm. Basically, she showed up at this at his location, and she was she understood everything about the show, and she was kind of like delivering the meaning of huh. the show. She had kind of like an epiphany, a revelation, huh. and he became the audience of that. So that's something that I think it's incredibly fascinating because wow. we really subverted completely. Then uh, once I remember we had a, a painter, and he's uh, an Italian painter, Marco Mercati, and he came over, you know, he did the edition in Italy and then also here in Toronto, mm -hmm. and he's an incredibly handsome guy. Uh -huh. So I just remember the reaction of like many audience members, everybody who was speaking about like how this Italian painter, you know, painting in this room, mm -hmm. and he was doing a painting interaction, the audience was painting with him, yeah. everybody was like in love, uh, <laughs> in love with the, this guy more than the scene, you know, sure. yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something that was actually, that was, it was also funny, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't know what people are going to do, I guess, and, and that's that's part of the... And I guess your performer has to be willing to go with within limits, the... Of course. Whatever the, the, yes. the audience... But the performer is always in control. Yes. There's a way yeah. to always be in control sure. to protect, uh, you know, also yourself. And, but we never had them. How do you teach that? How do you teach somebody to... How they can always be in control and yet still give up seem to give up some of the control how do you how do you teach that to somebody i'm not sure how i do it <laughs> but i do it i no, I, I i think about it sometimes i think no it's about having a conversation mm -hmm. it's about like sometimes you can't you can be confused you know so the first time that you're you know that you're working and you're like wait a minute is this like a complete you know improv and i embrace everything mm -hmm. that happens no you have like there is a guideline there right. is something that we have decided yes that it's like this interaction and you can this go this way or this way or this way mm -hmm. right but it's always you in the end right who are in charge right. and there's also like a way i think of looking at the other mm -hmm. the audience member that establishes what are the rules of the game sure you know just two bodies next to one another that can communicate very well right the you know the energy and what's yeah. what's supposed to happen hmm. so and it's about having conversations reminding you are in control yeah. of the situation hmm. and you are the one who's because you are the professional you're the one who's taking care of the audience it doesn't have to be the the opposite right yeah, yeah. wow it sounds it sounds incredible it sounds incredible i can't wait to see it thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah. um just as we finish up um, I just wanted to make sure that I do get the correct, correct pronunciation of your name. Yes, so my name is Daniele mm -hmm. Bartolini. Okay. The company is called Dopo Lavoro Teatrale, but we go by DLT. Okay. And our information on DLT, the website is dltexperience.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. No, thank great. you so much. This has been a Homebody Productions production.